to believe, but here we are, heading into the third season. So I guess we're looking at Stummy Down 3.0, and it wouldn't be Stummy Down if I was not here with my buddy Skinny. I guess it's Skinny 5.0. Say hello to the people, my friend. What's up, man? So I guess this is going to be another tricky day or season for both of us, man. But I'm really excited to start this season off. I can't wait. Uh, I know we said we were going to do three special episodes, so uh, we're not doing a third special episode. <laughs> we're just starting the season. So. <laughs> we'll get to it eventually. You know, it's funny, Skinny. I was talking to my wife, Megan, a little bit earlier, and she said, you know, it's funny. When you guys started season one of Stummy Down, Skinny and Amy were getting ready to get married. And here you are starting season three of Stummy Down, and Skinny and Amy are still waiting to get married. Yeah, it's crazy. We're doing, uh, it's, we're like hobbits. So we're having a second wedding, and it's, <laughs> it's in August. You know, we're really excited. We got a plan and all that stuff. We have everything pretty much in the bank, but yeah, it is weird. We talk about this all the time, buddy. Life is a circle, so I guess it's a circle of weddings and podcasts and good feelings. I don't know. Amy's... Uh amazing and she's put up with you for two full years so good on her <laughs> that's true okay well as skinny said we did have a couple of special episodes that we dropped between the end of season two and this episode the first one was a great conversation that we had with carl gearhard from the giant country horns carl joined us and talked about that 91 summer tour that he played with fish he also talked about his navy career and his current gig, which is with a band called Room Full of Blues, they play mostly up in the New England area, Rhode Island and Massachusetts and stuff like that. They're going to be doing a spring tour, um, so hopefully we'll be able to catch them. And then, Skinny, don't forget, Carl's going to be playing with the James Brown Dance Party on the late night show on April 20th, once Fish finally begins their April New Year's Eve run. So hopefully we'll get to see Carl up there. It was a lot of fun, and, I mean, a great conversation, even better guy. Um, so we did that episode, and then we did another How About That Jam episode. We took a look at a couple of more recent jams. Skinny took a look at a segment of music from last year's Dicks on September 5th, um, including that really cool catapult and how that was kind of worked into the rest of that jam. And then I took a look at a couple of tunes from the fall tour, of Fish when they were in Vegas, the first night of Vegas, the 28th of October. They opened the show with a mean 2001 into 1999 in what becomes the numbers show. So a lot of cool music there, and it was also just a lot of fun to get into those kind of mini jams. We did that last off-season, and that's a lot of fun, especially because we kind of got into something a little bit more recent this time around. Yeah, it's really cool. And I had a lot of fun producing that episode, man. My favorite part of that episode, and I'm just going to talk about us for just one second, the lead-in for that 1999 jam. Every time I listened to whether I cut that right, I wanted to be there. And I I had such FOMO. Is that what the kids call it? Like, I, it was past FOMO, whatever it's called. I missed being there. I, that one section right there when it's like, Wee! right when Paige hits those opening notes, like you say in the episode. So... A lot of fun to do both of those episodes. I can't wait to take a couple of naps before because I think it's just going to be me and you going to that late night dance party. And I don't think I'll be doing a lot of dancing. 
<laughs> I'll stand around, but you know, and listen, but I won't be dancing. Well, the good news is, is that it's the first night. So we know being the show veterans that we are to never go big on the first night of a run. So right. we should be able to cruise in tonight too, even with a, a late night show under our belts. And sorry, ladies, for not being able to dance at that show. I know you're going to be missing that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to have to make sure I get my orthotics into my sneakers before we head out for that evening extravaganza. But all of that aside, Skinny, as I said at the top, this is our first episode of our third season. And man, are we starting off big. We have just the coolest guest. And when you all hear who this guy is, you're going to be like, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. If you are a music fan who also indulges in sports, specifically the National Football League, college football, and even NASCAR, you know this guy. You probably don't know him, but you know him. You've heard his work. He is a producer for Fox Sports and provides the bumper music. Skinny, explain to our fans out there what bumper music is in case they are not familiar with the TV lingo. All right. So it's like bumper cars. So it bumps up against a break. So if you have a timeout naturally or you have an injury or you have a commercial break where the referees stop play on the field, it's when it's really cold outside. You don't know what's going on. Why is everybody standing around? <laughs> because they're going to commercial. And it's the music that bumps up against the commercial. So in this case, it's really, really good music, and I can't get enough of it. Yeah, so you're sitting there, you're watching the game on Fox, and as they go to commercial, you catch First Tube, you catch Shakedown Street, you catch Tweezer. Well, today, the guy that programs that music on our behalf is joining us here on Stub Me Down. So it gives us great pleasure to welcome Jake Jolivet to Stub Me Down, the infamous Jake Jolly. Jake, man, thank you so much for joining us here on Stub Me Down. You are the nameless legend that connects the subculture of jam band music to the football mainstream, man, and we are honored to have you with us. No problem. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we're really excited. I mean, the one thing I'm going to tell you is I, I had to come up with an analogy, and I'm not really deft sometimes at coming up with one, but... You know, when I hear you, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, like the first time I, I heard it, it's like seeing a dead sticker on a car on the highway. And you're like, oh, man, look at that sticker. And it's just amazing. You want to, like, follow the car and, like, we are everywhere. You embody the we are everywhere conversation. Um, and I, I love that because that was a big thing when I was growing up and when I was a kid and got into this music, specifically the Grateful Dead, that we are everywhere thing still holds true. And, and man, is it coming through really strong. It's just awesome, man. Thanks so much for being a part of this. We're, we're really appreciative. As I said, you're kind of the bridge between the most popular sport in the country and arguably the world, you know, soccer aside. And the fish community, the Grateful Dead community, is is a relatively small subset of music, right? And so you combine this visual and visible sport with this 
very small subset. And of course, we know how badass Fish is and the Grateful Dead and how great the music is. But bringing it out the way you do, really, we've got a guy on the inside. It's like a wink and a nod, you know? It's the secret language. Skinny and I have talked a few times in past episodes um, about the secret language. And you think of Fox Sports as something super mainstream. And then you got this spy on the inside, you know, holding it down for us and sprinkling in. (laughs) some music when he gets the opportunity which is super cool can you tell us a little bit like how did you get to this gig like how did you get to fox sports how long have you been there were you did you study like audio engineering in college give us a little bit of your background jake yeah um i've been at fox sports since 2004 so it's been a while worked my way up through the ladder there you know, start as a PA and just you, you work your way up. And it's it's kind of funny. Like, I mean, I didn't study any audio in school. Uh, I mean, I did work, like, did the customary, you know, 12 a.m. to 3 a.m. radio uh, DJ slot that you always give the young guys if you want to get into it. So did do that for a while. But, um, you know, and you just work your way up into um, working at live events, um, which is what everyone at Fox pretty much loves doing because it's live and it's there's no edit button. You're doing big games and stuff, so you work your way up on that ladder um, until you get to producer. And, you know, you just, that's mainly how it goes. You work on a lot of sports, you you, know, you work on baseball, you work on NASCAR, you just, you kind of just work where they're, you know, you, where they're needed. And once you do a good job for a producer, whoever your boss is, they kind of tend to use you a lot more and stuff. So it's kind of like the corporate world, you just kind of maneuver your way in there. But, you know, as, as for, like, literally putting the music into a broadcast is probably about only 10% of what I actually work on, on a, like, during the broadcast. But it's a very important 10%. But it's like, it's, I wish I, I wish there was a job where I could just do that, where I'd have to worry about, you know, the production or anything like that. I guess, all right, I'm just going to just do music for the broadcast. So, you know, it does get, like, kind of misconstrued a little bit that that's the only thing I'm doing is just putting music in there and, you know, not doing the rest of the broadcast, but... Can you share a little bit about some of the other things you're doing aside from programming the music? Because I think, I mean, obviously that's a kind of a misconception that I think a lot of us are coming yeah. into it with. Yeah, like for for a Thursday night for NFL for an NFL with you know Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, those those guys. So I'm on that crew. I'm sort of I probably call like the associate producer. I have a boss of producer. There's a producer and a director who uh, sit next to each other. Um, they're in front of a monitor wall with probably about, you know, 40 monitors in front of it. You know, they're working in concert with each other. The director is calling shots, camera shots, and the producer's storylines. Like if a touchdown happens, he'll look to about three monitors where he should, you should see a good replay of it. So he's asking, you know, hey, where did that, you know, did his foot cross the line or did, did he actually catch it? And, you know, he's talk, he's having an open dialogue with the tape replay machine artists who are back there queuing up replays. So, and then and you're talking to the talent, you're telling talent what's coming up, um, commercials coming up after the punt, or we're going to do this after the punt. You're really, you're just directing traffic pretty much for the talent. And for me during that, when I'm working on NFL, I'm just behind them and I'm just another extra set of eyes and ears for them. Packages that we worked on during the week, we worked on like a, a drops package of a certain receiver. He drops a pass. Hey, we have that drops package. He's already had four drops, so we have that. So you're just you're just kind of helping. So it's just a bunch of highlights of him dropping the ball. <laughs> yes, exactly. If if it plays, or if it's if he's a touchdown, if he has another one-handed touchdown grab. Hey, we got two plays from the previous from the season where he's got two you know two one-handed catches for touchdowns. You're gonna have a lot of me dropping the ball. 
<laughs> exactly. Skinny dropped the ball exactly. like eight times. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. So, so that's you know that's kind of the the associate producer. And like when I work for on college, then I am the main producer for my college game. I can have a little more say on what the game's going to be. You know what the game's doing. You know, it's if you ever get a chance, it's harder these days, but you should you've watched a little bit of a game inside a TV truck. It's really interesting. It's really the dialogue going on and the, the decisions being made and just the you have like selective hearing because there's a lot of talk. There's a lot of voices going on in your head, in your headset. You just have to selectively hear the ones that are there important at that time of the game, whenever it's in a split second. It, it, it's pretty crazy to hear what's going on in the truck and then just see it on the on the air, which is just kind of like a. It's just a normal game, like. But if you you watch it inside a truck, it's almost managed chaos sometimes. That's interesting because when now I we know that you're a huge music fan. You just saw Eddie Vedder on Friday night. Like you're yes. like us, so that's another yes wonderful reason like why we're so happy to have you on and ecstatic. I can't say that right. enough. But like, do you <laughs> do that selective hearing at a show depending on who you're seeing? Because it can be you know that's the big talk all the time is. Christ, you must be like chompers. I don't even hear them. Like they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're exactly. You know, I, I I don't listen to that. I don't have selective hearing during a show. I do have selective. I watch a lot. I love the um, just the motions, the actions going on behind the stage, like the, all the workers and like what goes on. And you know, I love when like Eddie Vedder was a good example. I love when each song they they all unhook and they all change instruments. To me, that's all. Right. That's a cool way of just saying, "Well, these guys are they're going for the best sound." Because all right, this, this works here, this doesn't work here, and I'm always, you know, I always try to be, I always like to be by the soundboard and see the sound guy and the light guy working a little bit. You know, I've never really gotten that peek behind the curtain, so to speak, in a, uh, on a concert like back to see how that machine works. And I, I would imagine it's somewhat the same as TV. So I'm always looking looking for that. I've said this many times. There's nothing like that split second when you guys are at a show and those lights go off just but and you guys know there's just the house music stops lights go off and the crowd just ramps up and it's just like that to me is just nothing will ever kind of beat that for me that's why i will always go to shows just for that moment if i miss that moment somehow for late or something like that it really kind of darkens the show like it really puts a buzzkill on the show because i missed like the initial just a shot of adrenaline almost that's all right there's another show coming and like no one's better at that that than fish than a fish fan a fish audience is just it's it's so good i mean it's part of the experience too you know right yeah like it's part of the experience when lights in my family we call it journey proud it's that excitement it's that anxiety it's that anticipation and it's all like welled up inside of you <laughs> and what are they going to play what are the first notes and it really is kind of that euphoric kickoff to yeah you know something that's supposed to just be as fun as you could possibly yeah. find. Jake, when you are, let's say you've got a Thursday night game, right? So you've just programmed games from the weekend. So now it's Monday. How do you start to put together your playlist? What do you want to play? What is your kind of inspiration for choosing music that you're going to put in front and then a, a, a kind of a secondary question is you do it for Thursday, but then you also got to do it for a game on Sunday, so are you kind of doing Saturday. those both at the yeah. same time, or Saturday if you're doing college football or whatever it is? Mm -hmm. You know, how does that how does that work out? Yeah, usually, like, yeah, I'll work. You know, Monday you kind of just you look at the matchup, you see what city they're in, um, what city we're going to. I always, I like to always throw just little like Easter eggs, just in like uh, if it's in Philadelphia, like a, um, 
I did like the dead milkman just to see if someone would. Right. And someone like a lot of people do. They 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 pick up on it right away. If you're in Minnesota, if you're in like Jersey, it's just I always look to see you know not the most popular artist, but like maybe the one that's just sort of under the radar and like um you know, I did that a lot early on when we go to Atlanta. I, I do widespread all the time, and that you know everybody loved that. And um, so I always kind of it's always where what city we're going to. Is there any situation or any kind of something I haven't explored yet or what song is like I'm just now getting back into and I like and and you request them like I don't get every song I request um, through our music department but you just we maybe request like 10 to 12 and that'll carry me through for Thursday into Saturday I'll, I'll move those over to Saturday as well since it's almost a totally different audience so Saturday I have a little more uh, since it's my show I just I do all, all sorts of play like sets and stuff like that to, songs to do thursday is a little more mainstream so you might have some repeats you might have some repeats from one set to the yeah. next <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. does anybody ever call you out on that because that's no. hilarious no. This guys playing the same shit yeah that'd be funny I, I know i've really made it then if i got caught out for that <laughs> yeah yeah right like uh he's played it three times right. this month right. that's hilarious scott marks is coming for you yeah, I know he's he's yeah he hit me up early on and he actually had a couple uh, suggestions that he really wanted. This was way early and I think like maybe like first two I think was he's like God I just I think first two would be so good to hear. And once I figure out like who like I didn't know he was like looked at as, as he's got all these stats I'm like well he God he really knows fish so just like um, yeah he's he's a nerd he's like yeah, he's a nerd. yeah exactly the nerd. <laughs> It's like the right. king Would of he nerds. Be the king? Is he the king of nerds? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I think as far as like set lists and like what you pay attention to at a show, if he's the king of nerds, I'm the king of assholes because I don't pay. <laughs> like I listen to it and then I, I'll see at the bar afterwards. I'm like, oh, it was awesome. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah he's the yeah. king. He's yeah. the king. I'm more on that side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's different levels of nerdery. Like if you look oh, at yeah. how he keeps a set, he has like full big spiral notebook and he keeps timing. If you look at how I keep the set, you're lucky if you can read the last couple of songs. <laughs> I scribbled them into the book. <laughs> um, That's good. That's more. Yeah, that's hard. I, I, it's hard. I don't know how you guys even have It'd be hard. So. It, it, you know what happened, Jake? The reason that I started doing that is because I was going to shows with Skinny when we were first friends, and we'd come out of the show, and he'd be like, dude, that was so awesome. And he'd be like, what'd they play again? And I'd be like, they opened with, uh, uh, hey, what'd they open with? And then you ask somebody next to you, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should start writing this stuff down. And I didn't even realize like that was the thing that people wrote it down. I was like, let me just start carrying a notepad. And then I found out it was like this whole like subculture of like set book keepers. Right. And now it's 25 years later. That's awesome. Now it's a podcast. <laughs> now it's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jake, awesome. you know what's funny is we, we were talking about the first time that I or Josh had heard this sound selection from somebody we had no idea who was in charge of it at the time. And it got down to the fact that it was the Atlanta, New England Super Bowl, I think 51 in 2017. And, you know, I think a couple of us that are, are friends that see shows together, like texted, like, Hey, the Atlanta Falcons just got like introduced the whole team to fucking tweezer. I was like, no way that like, I almost like didn't believe myself. Can you just tell us a little bit about how that happened? Because I, I just think that's like, it's really such a great story too 
about your process and, and how that happened, especially for a Super Bowl game, which is, you know, the biggest game in the world. Yes, it is. And it's uh, that's a fun. I've worked a few Super Bowls and um, those are fun events to work. So but for the Super Bowl, on when we when Fox has it, when I work it, we produce these videos that precede the team from running out on the uh, from the field. Like a little 90 second, just a pump up video and you have a, a talent and, a, you know, you kind of just go through their season. I was doing them for the Patriots and the Falcons and for the Falcons, I was just like, you know, it would be really kick-ass would be tweezer here <laughs> would be just a, a kick-ass tweezer because it just builds 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 and you're um it was just we requested for the music department and you get it cleared and it's funny it, i was working with my editor and he was you know we've done these a few times and you know i've done like metallica and a wolf mother all like raw he's a big rocker so like but he he heard that and he wasn't tuned into it right away. He's like, what is it? Like, I don't know about this one. Like, come on. But I, <laughs> who are these guys? I stayed firm with them. Right. Yeah, I stayed. He's like, it doesn't do anything. He wasn't hearing it. And like this, this was before he even cut it together. So he's just listening to it. I sent him the songs and he came around and, you know, it played really well. And like my, my cousin, who's a huge fan, texted me after the game and he texted me like this, this article, but it was a screen grab of, Brad Sands, the old manager for Fish, talking, texting with Trey about, hey, are you watching the Super Bowl right now? And he's like, and Trey's like, yeah, of course I am. Like, I'm blown away. Like, you know, and it's like the end is like, we got to be Falcon fans right now. He's like, no doubt. So to get that text from like from my cousin, like showing like a screen grab of like some article from it was pretty damn cool. That was like, wow, that's uh, that was yeah, that was the very first time. Like, wow, man, there are. You know, people really do notice, just like Fish fans really notice this, their songs and it really resonates with them. It's like a radar, dude. It's like a radar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's also like a stalker. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, you know what I mean? It's radar and then it's also a little creepy. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, you know, I guess I'm a little creepy because I'll never forget that. We had to, I had to research. I was like, when was that? Right. And then I, I, we figured it out. And then when we talked to you, it's, right. it, it's just such a great story. Man. Yeah. It's awesome. You know, it's funny too, Jake. I, you know, I watch the NFL and I watch college football. And uh, after we had talked in our initial meeting and you said you, you also did NASCAR, I tuned into the most recent <laughs> race to see if I could catch anything. I'm not a big NASCAR yeah. fan. Our friend J.O. always texts me, uh, <laughs> usually during the last five laps of a race, because I'm like, if they made the race like five laps, yeah. then that would it's be awesome. Thing, yeah. um, I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> it's too long. I bet you the audience is probably a little bit different as far as receiving Fish Grateful Dead. You know, Maybe the Allman Brothers would fly pretty good during a NASCAR event. Allman Brothers, big time there. Like little Southern Rock is really, really big with yeah. that. Leonard um, Skinner, I'm sure you can Skinner, work in pretty good there time. too. Oh yeah, yeah. we go to uh, Alabama and stuff. So yeah, they are, they they tune in on that. Like the uh, like I did one old Waylon Jennings song, which kind of <laughs> really was pretty good. <laughs> Marshall Tucker would probably Marshall be a, Tucker's Marshall yeah, Tucker. Exactly. Can't you see? Yeah, that, yeah. that will definitely play. All those songs are the, in the wheelhouse of NASCAR fans. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> when you program music like that, I mean, is there, when you start, is the focus trying to play to the greatest common denominator or are you playing the music more situationally or like what's the mindset i guess you just want to play something cool i mean how like is there that much thought into it or am i just like yeah there's maybe not that much thought into it but you definitely you know a 
big touchdown, a good a good touchdown, a good like you know reaction and stuff. I mean, chalk dust, you know, is going to go great with that. Going to commercial break when there's not really you know just with live shots, nothing really going going on, like no touchdown, no reactions. You know, first tube would be good because it's just a good. Little and I will say this: my producer for Thursday Night Football, he's the the main producer for Fox, Richie Zayas, called Z, and it's always great. I will play. He doesn't know it. I don't think he knows it's fish, but it'll be maze. Sometimes the beginning of maze, just with the the beat, and he he loves. He's a, like a jazz guy, so he loves. He's like, oh, I like that song, but he never knows it's fish. And like, <laughs> it's just like it's the best part. I'm, I'm probably giving away the secret now, but I'm, I'm, he's not a big uh, podcast guy for fish. But there's a couple songs like that where I know he kind of likes it, and it's just like he just doesn't know it's fish. And that's sort of what I like about it, because to me, it's like. If you get it, you get it. If you didn't get it, and it didn't hurt, it didn't take away your viewing experience whatsoever. Unless you just really just, uh, I haven't met anybody like that. I, I, I don't think they ever exist that don't really don't like fish. I'm, they don't exist, right? I don't know. Those don't people like that, right? So, Depends. Log kidding. on to Twitter. I, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so, but I have, I've never seen it. I've never seen someone say, damn it, they're playing fish again. You know, I'm not going to watch this game. But right, right. You know, the most of the people, most of the people never knew it happened. Honestly, it's a harmless little thing that it's kind of fun to do. To me, it's, it's the best of both worlds because you're not really pissing anyone off. You're not really taken away from the broadcast. You're just kind of, if you do do it subtly and not like every time, and it's an easy thing to do. Well, I can't wait now for next football season because I'm just going to be listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Which is what I was like, do you take requests for next season? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Like if the Ravens already, it, it, you'll probably like this one. Like, so if the Ravens are getting crushed by Cincinnati in the regular season, because I'm a Ravens fan and you're a Cincinnati fan, in case anybody out there didn't know, <laughs> you could play way down in the hole, which was the opening for oh, the yeah. wire. I've done that before. That's been played before. Oh, you have? Yes. <laughs> it was very, that's a couple years ago. We did a Thursday night in Baltimore, and that was uh, Bump to Break, was just that song. <laughs> just, oh, man, that's great. But, like, you know, a couple people got, like, I got a couple texts. Like, there are a lot, we have, there's a lot of wire fans. So, they, that to me is the cool part. Cause I didn't, that's one, like, on a Monday, you'll say, oh, we're going to Baltimore. So, uh, what would be really cool is to get, you know, the theme for the wire, you know, way down in the hole. So, it's just stuff like that is pretty cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool, man. I would also like to thank you for working in that sand request during, I believe it was the NFC yes, Championship exactly. game. So yes. I had sent one out the week before, and sand played during the – and everybody that was watching the game with me, I said, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. But it was a good request because it's a good little – it's got a good, like, lead-up to it. It's a perfect – like, and it's just – it's simple. And like I said, those that got it, got it. Those that didn't – didn't know there was sand. Didn't hurt. Sounded probably like a normal song right. to him. Yeah, no harm, no foul, right? See what I was saying about stalkers? <laughs> <laughs> hey, music stalkers. Hey, listen, do we got anything else here, J-Dub, before we get into this uh, show that Jake's going to pick for us today? No, the only thing I will do since it's been a little bit skinny is just remind everybody what Stummy Down is all about. So the podcast started during the beginning of the pandemic shutdown. And the basic premise of the show is that Skinny and I have been seeing concerts together for a long time. And what we do is we randomly pull a ticket stub from the shows that we have seen either together or separately. And we use that concert as a jumping off point to talk about music, our friendship the funny things that happen along the way. Today, we've got 
Jake stubbing us down, and we're excited for that. Skinny, did I leave anything out? No, I think you're good, man. Jake, are you ready to stub us down today on Stub Me Down? Absolutely. October 24th, 2021 at the Fabulous Forum in Los Angeles. That's the one. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah, this is a great show. And I know we say that probably every time leading off. <laughs> like, we've never said, like, this is a shitty show. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, I've been out to L.A. Actually, I got one up here on my co-host because Josh has not been out to L.A. to the Forum. I saw two shows out there in 2018. We did like a bunch of macabre, weird stuff. So we went to Bundy to the OJ Simpson murder scene like crazy. I don't know. That was my idea because <laughs> I'm a fucking weirdo. Okay. But we went to a Dodgers. <laughs> we went to a Dodgers game, you know, Venice Beach. We were staying in uh, Marina Del Rey. Yeah. Right out like right right around the corner from Venice. Yeah. Went up, hiked yeah. up to the Hollywood sign. It was great. I mean, yep. Yeah, it was like a five-day trip where we did a lot of stuff um, in that five days. And, um, you know, those were just some of the highlights. One of the highlights, which is interesting about this show, is I knew that there was this mural and and knew that Morrison obviously lived in Venice, like, before the doors were formed, and that's where the doors were really formed. And went to the mural and took a, a picture of that. You know, I just did these little, like, things that I wanted to see, like, so bad in L.A. And the forum itself is kind of weird because I'd never experienced the venue in and of itself, but also just like what goes on around it. Can you just talk a little bit about the forum? Cause it's a, if you haven't been there, it's, it's a really mm-hmm. interesting, unique venue for many reasons, historically. And like, you know, who's played there musically. Yeah. Well, probably the most famous part of the forum is when the Lakers were the Lakers of the fabulous Lakers of magic and cream and all that. That's where they play. They played at the forum. So I've always knew the forum since that when I moved up to L.A. And they're, when there are shows there, I was like, oh, we gotta get, I got to go see the forum. And you go into the forum, and it's just like, to me, and you probably get this too, you guys, would be like, it, you're kind of going back into the old school rock arenas that you guys, that I grew up going to see, like in Cincinnati. Like, the, that's just, uh, there's no frills. It's just, there's, there's a seat uh, that, like, that smells the same as it does back in the day, and like, but what really comes with it is the sound. To me, this, it's one of the best places to see a, see a show to just get that uh, old school rock experience. Like I've seen Foo Fighters there, which was unbelievable. I've seen Black Crows there, which is unbelievable. You just you almost just feel like you're transported back to, you know, to your high school days when you went to go see like Arena Rock. That's why I love the forum about. And uh, to me, Fish playing there is just, that's their kind of their nod to like the old school Arena Rock days. Like, I don't know if, that they do on tours a lot, but you know, there's some tons of places they could play in LA and they have played in LA, but they, they consistently always go back to the forum to me, which is great because it sounds great. And now, you know, right across the street, they have SoFi stadium where, where the Rams play now, which is just a $5 billion palace, which is unbelievable in its own right. But you know, next to it's the forum, which is just, you know, I just hope it stays there because they house many shows there and it's, it'd be a shame if that, went away but seeing them both together seeing like the opulent sofi the next to it the you know to the gritty gutty forum is just a you know kind of warms your heart 
if you're of a certain age of concert goer. So. Yeah, well, I, it did to me. I mean, first of all, I was like, the carpeting in yeah. there looked like a bowling alley. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, this is cool because it's nice and carpeted. Like, you know, if right. I wanted to take my shoes off and walk around. And then exactly, I, I like, you know, obviously the antagonizer that I am. I wore a bird jersey that night <laughs> <laughs> and got a lot of shit. But everybody was also very gracious. And they had like all these right. these games outside and the weather. You could go in and out like, you know. It, yeah, going in and out is cool. It was yeah. very relaxed. And then, you know, the first night that I was there, there were not. Uh, it was people came in late and I was like, well, that's very L.A. You know what I mean? L.A. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being from the East Coast where we're all concerned about time, beltway, traffic, got to get to the show, have to party before, have to do this before. You know, we're very regimented where it's like out there. They're like, oh, you know, we're not. <laughs> exactly. We'll get in. We'll get in there. <laughs> well, and you know, you know, coming into this L.A. show, too, Fish was on a hot streak. That fall tour that they were playing was really good. This was the eighth show of a 13-night fall run that they were doing, which had been a little bit of a roller coaster. They had that crazy situation in San Francisco where one dude passed away and another dude fell into another dude's lap, and there was just some weird vibes and stuff. The band addressed it in Eugene, but they were playing some monster jams. There was a unbelievable Down With Disease on October 19th, almost 30-minute Ruby Waves on the 22nd. Uh, they gave Soul Planet and Everything's Right the Treatment on the 22nd. The NICU show at NICU uh, in Chula Vista the night before this show. I mean, so they were just playing inspired music as far as my opinion is concerned. So they're coming into the forum. Obviously, you've seen, have you seen Fish at the forum previously? Yes, I was at one of the shows that Skinny you were at in 2018. I was at the second night. So, Second night, yeah, it was bad. Yeah. Those two shows were good, but like nothing compared to tonight. But we'll get into that, you know, this night. <laughs> exactly. You know, but we'll get into that. But yeah. And yeah. so you went to the second night. I like the second night second a lot night. better than the first. Yeah. I imagine it's yeah. tough trying to, you know, jump on and catch a couple of consecutive shows in a row just with your work schedule. And you do a lot of traveling, right? Yeah, I do traveling. And, you know, honestly, the 2018 show was the first one I'd seen in a while, like almost over five or six years. I took my wife to it. She'd never been there, so I took her. But it's funny, my seatmate next to us, we had really good, pretty good seats, and he, it's funny, he asked me, he's like, hey, were you here last night? I'm like, no, I couldn't make it. Um, couldn't make it. And like, honestly, this is my, kind of my first show in about over five years, and his like look of a B. Waterman, I was like, whoa, like, where have you been? Like, he, he just couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't fathom that I was like, I was like, well, you know, they don't, they come to LA, but they, you know, I, I travel around, like, they, it's never, never lined up. I never like, stopped liking them, but just never really, it's just a time. And so I just explained it to him, but after the show, the show was killer. And like, we we're kind of high-fiving each other, he looks at me, and he's like, I bet you're not going to wait five years to see him again. So it's like, it's like, it's like, you're right. So, yeah. But it was, that was, um, that was fun. That that show was that was fun, and I, it kind of the forum now. But you know, this show, previous one, it just kind of has a warm place in my heart now because it's. Uh, I've had good times every time I've gone there. Venues have a tendency to do that to you, right? You go in, you have this great experience, yeah, and absolutely. Then, you know, you try and match yep. or exceed that expectation. You know, the next time around. You know, when you when you were describing it, it kind of sounded to me a little bit like the Spectrum in Philly, the old Spectrum mm -hmm. in Philly. Places a yeah. shithole, but the sound was great. 
and you know it was a no frills venue yeah. the bathrooms were down in the basement you remember yeah. that place skinny and i mean it was just yeah well wait a minute like to, <laughs> don't start talking about the, the spectrum was like you can't hold the same like type of hierarchy because the forum again has carpet <laughs> <laughs> like in the like you know what i mean the, the spectrum was like stonemasonry or something i don't even yeah. know <laughs> yeah. So, yeah still uh, still from the 80s though the carpet from the 80s <laughs> but yeah you know i actually think too the last thing i wanted to say about the forum being out there is at night when you go outside um i took a picture like right in front of the players club it's looks like kind of like a west coast hampton to me just because it has like the columns on the outside now, I know Hampton has the funky spaceship thing, yeah, but in a yeah. way, it kind of does look like, or like a red velvet cake, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it has like a, it has a funky look to it as far as a venue is concerned out from the outside, like Hampton. Yeah. So it's, it's really very cool. original. It's a very yeah, original. It's, and you got the, it's in the flight path too. So you got planes flying over all the time. Yeah. So it's like right, because LAX is right there. So it's just, it's very original and it's got its own flavor which so i mean it's like it's undeniable that you know you when you go to a forum show it's like it's a forum show no matter who you see there yeah definitely man i totally agree that's cool well let's run down the first set so this is fish from the great western forum in inglewood california on october 24th 2021 start off never miss a sunday show by the way this was yeah. a sunday yeah. yeah 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 this is a good this is a good sunday show and there was there was a football game right across the street too. I think the Lions were playing. Oh the really? So it was like there was there was like a convergence <laughs> of like, yeah. a lot of worlds colliding here. We saw a lot of uh, oh, Lions jerseys there. It was kind of fun. <laughs> right. so. I mean, I don't know if that like it's like either problems are going to happen or good things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fish starts off with a wave of hope. You enjoy myself, which is super interesting in the second slot of a first set. The MoMA dance. Simple, waiting all night, maze, fee, steam, and then end the set with run like an antelope. So we can just start off with that wave of hope. Jake, you brought your cousin to his first show, is that correct? I did, absolutely. First ever show, fish show. Uh, he's somewhat of a, he, like, he likes hard rock, but he's a huge revivalist fan. So he likes to jam, like the, he likes to see them jam and stuff. I said, well, you got to go to a, a fish show. So I got to take you. And I, I'm not telling you have to go out and buy all the bootlegs and stuff, but just go to a show and watch them. I kind of said the same thing to my wife too. You just got to go to the show and just see the, you know, the happiness and just like the you know, feel the energy. You know, yeah. Just see what it is. Like it, just feel the energy. Just experience it once. You know, we'll get seats. You can sit down. You're not not going to be in the. And on the floor where you're standing up all the time, but just go to, go to the show, just experience it once. So that's that's great. And he was down. He was down. He, like I wasn't kind of convincing him. He was like, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good because then like, and that's what's weird about like you're even connecting that his first show, and then you have a wave of hope, which is a newer song, which can be really difficult for a new fan. Like, what is this? Like, even sometimes we are at a show like. <laughs> Yeah, I am. I don't. I'm like I haven't heard this before. I don't know the words, so yeah. I'm kind of entranced a little bit. Or where where are they going? What are they doing? And 
Yeah, I, that was me a little bit. I was I didn't expect that to be the uh, an opener, and I was like, wow, this is that's the. Uh, cause like, I don't know if they ever open with that, but I'm like, that's it's not what I would thought they were gonna do at the forum, but. So Trey writes all of these quarantine tunes, right? But then he had also done Ghosts of the Forest, right? So there were all of these, like, I call them Church of Trey tunes. And it's like, rise, come right. together, right. and set your soul free, and soul yeah. planet, and everything's right, and beneath the sea of stars, and life beyond a dream, mm-hmm. and Wave of Hope, I feel like, is one of them. Not a lot of people, I think. I think there's a respect for the message, but, you know... <laughs> Fish fans are yeah. snobs, man. They don't necessarily they are. They are. like. like they, yeah, the, the, and, and who wants that? Anything nice that might did, get yeah, in touch you, with their emotions, they're like, eh. they don't want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But it just, it was fine. But I was a little bit just expecting something right out of the box. But with you and drawing myself right after that, quickly everything just kind of a blur right after that. Like that, that's when finally I look at my cousin, like, whoa, man, I don't know if I've never known them to play it right this slot like right now like i think we're in for a good night so it's he's like okay so it's like yeah i mean that that was a 24 minute monster too like they brought the heat on that i know skinny is a huge yam aficionado i am and this had a really nice type two like 10 12 minutes in the middle of it man where there was just like laser beams and bass bombs and they really were out there for a little bit and you don't you do not catch a yam in two hole here right. and this one went deep i think even after the wave of hope opener you kind of forget about that and that was like the soft opener of the show and here's like yeah and you know what it was la so maybe they were like ah people are still trickling yeah, in let's exactly. play this and that exactly <laughs> i wouldn't put it past him i would not put it past him that he did that just to, <laughs> like a soft like it's almost like the the music they play and like at a play or something when the lights go down they're like hey Return to your seats now. That could have been you know, a wave of hope. Just could have been that. It's like get everyone in their seats, and then Yem is the actual star. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll buy that. That's pretty good. You know, he's a pretty smart kid. That's not bad, yeah. Josh. That's not bad. <laughs> so I awesome. had something about buying three avocados, and you only get to keep one. And if I did, it was a Yem, and it was just a stupid California analogy. So I'm glad we scrapped that. <laughs> well, I know, I know, Skinny. There wasn't really much of a vocal jam in this EM either, so. Well, which is always my saving grace. Now, Jake, this is something that you don't know about me. I am against all barbershop quartet oh. and vocal jams. So, I've, I, I've had my fill. Now, watch what'll happen is there'll be like a five set encore uh-huh. and it'll be all exactly. barbershop quartet. <laughs> right. <laughs> the next show I go to, which is in New York, so they're definitely, you know. Somebody's going to spy on me and tell them it's going to suck. But, you know, they go into the MoMA dance after this. And MoMA dances, we saw a really good one in Atlantic City. Uh, Saw another one at Dick's. This has been like the year of MoMA dance. So uh, it's always really strong. That's also like really good to... Man, they're keeping up the pace, especially after a Yem and the two hole. So I, I really like what they're doing already. I, I Like this is a show I definitely have been like, I wish somehow I was out in LA for whatever reason. I, right. I would have made my way here, no doubt about it. The thing that kind of is crazy to me about this show, and as we continue to talk about the rest of the set, we'll see it, but there's a little bit of the type two ambience in almost every song. 
You know, they take the yam out for a little bit of a spin there. And this MoMA dance, like, you're kind of grooving along. They had, like, the yam quotes at the beginning. And then you're grooving along. And then, like, the last three or four minutes, like, it was literally they're playing MoMA dance in its formal sense. And then all of a sudden they hit one chord and they're already deep in, like, a type two for, like, the last three minutes. And then that goes into the simple, which also had another kind of crazy like literally like right around the 420 mark like they're playing simple and then all of a sudden it veers off into type two trey starts hitting like that bullfrog tone and right off the bat in the beginning of the show they're taking these songs out a little bit even though the length of time you know you're talking about almost eight minutes simple they're not i mean obviously the you enjoy myself was a little bit long but they're packing a lot into a relatively short song absolutely i mean that's a great way to put it because it's it's it was exactly like that the moment dance definitely was like you could tell they're they're changing but i couldn't quite grasp it then it's like all of a sudden it hits you like oh moment dance to me when you're like when you're there live you like you feel like oh they're definitely they're segueing here you know because they're doing it such a little playful way it's it's, pretty, it's interesting that that theme kind of you know went out through the whole night it really did i mean these jams were getting deep only a couple of minutes in and then they go from simple into waiting all night and this is probably the weirdest part of the show for me and and <laughs> Jake, for me I, too. Right, yeah, please, yeah, Jake. I really want to hear your opinion because you were in the building for this. So, the simple jam feels so right, and like I said, they kind of got into it quick, but they were only jamming it out for maybe about three minutes, and then you start to hear the first notes of "Waiting All Night," and Trey and Paige and Mike are playing "Waiting All Night," but Fishman's still kind of like hanging on to the drum beat <laughs> from the simple jam. <laughs> And he never really transitioned into waiting all night, and and it was kind of awkward a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was maybe just a tease. I think when I when it was happening, and kind of listening to listening to the show again, they, like you kind of do like whoa, like that was that was a weird transition. Like I think live, I didn't, I didn't catch that live as well. It's just live you're in the atmosphere, and like I'm kind of trying to tell my cousin what's going on and how what's you know what it is. But then it's like because I like Simple is one of my favorite songs. I always love Simple, so I was really high on that one. And then it's I'm with it, and it's like trying to find it hard to find out where they're going. I I didn't like waiting all night. I don't really know it that well. So it's like I, I do know it, but I don't, like I, it's not one that I can pick up right away. And the way they did it, like you said, is kind of a weird. They're almost like fighting each other a little bit. Yeah. In, in, a, in, a, in a playful way, like, you know, maybe a little bit of a tug of war, I guess. It was kind of fun. So yeah. when you hear it. That's a good description. When you hear it back. That's what I like, that's what I like about them, though. Yeah, yeah. You just know it's not rehearsed. Who knows when they said they're going to play Waiting All Night. I don't know. But it's, to me, it's like that's what makes them so good in my mind that they can just have fun like that and just do that like there's not many bands that do that something detours off a set they can have fun and kind of you know, go with it but and not worry about what people think pretty much which is 
I think, the best part. Well, they'll be thinking something. Yeah. They just won't care. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, the nerds right. in the nerditorium <laughs> have been trying to break down that show for, like, three months. Like, what happened there? But it was, I mean, it was, you know, it was cool. It was just, it was unique, and it kind of mm-hmm. felt like somebody wasn't ready to let go of the Simple Jam, because that, that yeah. Simple Jam was in a yeah. nice, serious groove. And I could imagine being there and being like, yeah. They ripcorded yeah. out of that for like a half-assed waiting all night. Like, <laughs> I've gotten over it since then. But and, and then the maze yeah. that followed kind of cleaned it up. That was pretty much back to a, a standard delivery. But I gotta say, as far as your cousin is concerned, right. they're stacking them up here to to steal my co-host's phrase here about stacking songs, which fish will sometimes tend to do. You know, you've got. Uh, you enjoy myself you've got the maze you've got a fee that comes in there i mean getting a fee during your first show that's pretty cool with the bullhorn too right <laughs> right and trey didn't flub any of the lyrics <laughs> <laughs> which we talk about all the time too yeah. yeah yeah and then the steam too like that steam also kind of pulls in that whole idea we mentioned earlier where they play this the main structure of the song and then every song has a little bit of like a type 2 jam kind of sprinkled in and steam is a solid 3.0 tune now i have to ask you this jake and i know you took me you know a little bit of a break are you like is it 4.0 for fish or are you still 3.0 or are you like skinny and I don't care. I'm just happy that the band is playing shows. I'm probably I'm just I don't care. I'm happy that the band is playing shows. It's uh, to me, it's just you're like skinny. Yeah, I just love seeing them live. Cause I will say like Sunday was the forum, and then Tuesday I saw them in Santa Barbara. So it's just pretty close. I don't think you could have found two different shows. I don't think for but I loved them both. I don't know if my cousin would have liked Santa Barbara as much as he did the forum, cause the forum I think just hit his what I know he kind of music he likes. And Santa Barbara hit more of like the exploratory, like the stuff, which was fun, which is great. But I just, I'm just happy they're playing. I'm just happy I'm at a, a concert venue and I don't mind what they're playing. That's um, a much different environment too. The venue in Santa Barbara and then the forum, yes. I mean. Yes, Everything was completely different about it, which was cool, which is what I love. I just, I took my wife, it's like, it's just amazing. Under 48 hours ago, these guys played a totally different set, totally different vibe. Everything was just different about it. Just venue, everything, but they they really embraced this venue at the Santa Barbara Bowl, which is unbelievable. You know, they had to have a, it was an early start time because they have a curfew and all that stuff. But to me, that's just that's the number one reason why I love this band. It's just you don't see bands like that. If you see any other band night to night, they're gonna you're gonna see the same set pretty much, which is fine. They just do it for a different audience. But you know, Fish realizes their audiences are. They're different, but they're the same. For them, I imagine keeping it this long for almost 40 years, they have to do that just to keep it going like that. So. Yeah, it's crazy, because I, I love that about them too, how they play to the venue. Yes. You know, especially out here, like the garden is different mm-hmm. than Hampton, but they're kind of the same. Right. You know, but like seeing a shed tour in the summer is gonna be completely different than seeing them in Providence or you know, in Philly in the fall or whatever. So that's why it's so good. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's so good. I mean, again, I think we have to overanalyze why we have a podcast about this. <laughs> you know, the other thing too, Jake, is you're getting in 
two days, you're getting an arena show and you're getting a very small mm-hmm. outdoor shed show. An outdoor, yeah. You know, that's you're like seeing a fall show and a summer show, like in the same tour. And they do have a different feel and different energy. Pretty much, yeah. Depends on how the music yeah, plays the band. Exactly. 100%. It's perfect. That's <laughs> what it is. Well, your cousin and you and your wife got a nice ending with a run like an <laughs> antelope to end that first set, which, I mean, I agree with Josh here too and, and you, Jake. Like, you can't go wrong in this first set. Really, yeah, you might be a little bit thrown off by a wave of hope because you don't know what it is, but other than yeah. that, everything <laughs> else plays really well and it's different and it's interesting. You know, really the highlight of placement uh, that I've seen in a, in a lot of the shows yeah. that we've talked about is this you enjoy myself in that second slot. I know that sounds weird to somebody that's just turning on this show. It's like, it gives a shit what they're playing in the second slot, but it's our lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, uh, there's a lot of people like that. Yeah, they, they, yeah, I did the same thing. I'm like, wow, you enjoy yourself second. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I'm happy. In for I was something. happy. I don't necessarily yeah. know what that is, but I'm in for something. I think I think I told my cousin to buckle up. Oh, this might be a crazy yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> so well, let me uh, <laughs> let me run down that first set real quick. Fish from the forum starts off with a wave of hope. You enjoy myself. The moma dance. Simple. Waiting all night. Maze. Fee. Steam. And then ending the set with a nice run like an animal. The only thing I would Nice moment, nice simple, you know, some deep jams there, some type twos. They stack the deck with the maze and feed the steam. So he gets a little bit of stats there. I always, you know, it's great music, but hey, if you can, if you can check a couple of stat boxes and then a nice antelope to close. Yeah, I totally, I totally dug this set. Yeah. I think the whole show really is keyed by that 24 minute you enjoy myself. And then the second set. They really stretch their legs a little bit. So let's take a look at the second set here. They open the second set with cars, trucks, and buses. Tweezer into L.A. Woman, into Say It To Me Santos, into What's the Use, into Tweezer, into Birds of a Feather, into Chalk Dust Torture, into Boogie on Reggae Woman, into Carini, into Mr. Completely, into Tweezer Reprise. And then a double encore with Grind, which I know Skinny was thrilled about. <laughs> I didn't listen to it. <laughs> but then, this is not something you see. A, a bathtub gin, 14 minutes in the encore, second encore spot. I mean, what a great set. We'll get to the bathtub gin. There's a lot to talk about in this set. But cars, trucks, and buses here to open the set. Jake, I don't know if you're a, if you're a stat guy and, and know what you've seen and when. This is the 13th time that Cars, Trucks, and Buses, if you're in 3.0 or 4.0, since they came back after the breakup, this was the 13th one. Lucky 13. We saw a great one that opened um, AC, that opened the whole festival, and that was a lot of fun, especially because I'm from New Jersey, even though I'm a Washington Commanders fan. Um, I'm from New Jersey, and Cars, Trucks, and Buses is like the New Jersey turnpike thing. But after that, they... That was the only break that they took for this whole set. The rest of the set was a straight set where they didn't take any breaks. The tweezer after that, your cousin's getting a tweezer. First show, 
again, the two hole of the set comes up yeah, big here. That's a good point. <laughs> this particular part of Tweezer, you really kind of combine that with LA Woman and the Tweezer, they it just is kind of woven through. Skinny and I were at Tweez Fest in what was that, 2014 at Merriweather? Yeah, in the second set, they just kept going back into tweezer you know you know obviously i'm gonna forget what they what they went in and out of maybe a free and then broke back into the free and then back into the tweezer again and then, i mean it was crazy it was a crazy show it reminds me of like you know crazy crazy night you know feel like a stranger it was just you know my eyes were like wide open the whole time and i got the same feeling once they started into this tweezer and then they're bleeding into that la woman did you like know what they were going into or when did it become clear to you or are you not sure because the transition is a little weird I'll tell you what yeah my cousin figured out before i did so i, I that wow. was a, i was out of left field i didn't like i'm not a stat guy like josh is but i did look up to say i wonder the last time they did an la woman i did look that up and it was 2003 i believe it was if you want to fact check me i think that's what it was <laughs> jake only because i wrote it down and i was <laughs> <laughs> I was at this show too, bro. It was uh, Miami, December 30th, 2003. So 492 shows was the the gap here. <laughs> I tell you, that's funny. Like my cousin got it first. I'm like, wow. Like I think you're right. <laughs> when the tweezer was playing and they started to kind of pull in the LA woman again, it was like that waiting all night with the foot still in the simple. They started to play the LA woman, but there was still a foot in the tweezer jam, yeah. and it really didn't fully hit until they started singing the lyrics to LA woman. Then and then you're like, oh, they're gonna play, they're gonna play the whole yeah. tune. This isn't just a a couple of chords or right. just a tease here for a couple yeah. seconds, and then they play the whole thing with the tweezer riffs in there and then the Mr. Mojo Ryzen that they're kind of sprinkling in towards the end of it too, which I mean, it was, it really felt like it was still part of the tweezer. Yeah, I must have, if I had been in the crowd, I would have felt like this was like in the tweezer and not necessarily something separate from the tweezer. Is that kind of how you guys felt? I don't know, I kind of felt like thought they were just gonna like oh they're just gonna noodle around with it and then go back into tweezer but I, I to me it felt like its own song I was just happy to see, you know my cousin was ecstatic he said like, he couldn't like oh I can't believe they're doing this and he's a huge Doors guy he likes it you know he loves those songs so just to see him happy and like and me going I'm in my head going like I don't have they ever really played this whole song like knowing like I know it's been a, in, in a while but just having fun with it and just seeing, you know, seeing the band have fun with it. That was really cool too. They're smiling, they're having fun, and their trays kind of, you know, miss, you know, the lyrics are kind of just come up every now and then with them. Like he's just kind of trying to get through it without smiling and laughing. Like they're having a good time. And to me, that's almost number one for me. And I see them having a good time. Can't help but help but have a good time. Smiling, just kind of just having fun, looking around. It's just unbelievable. Like you just don't see that very often. So I kind of felt like that was its own song to me. It, it, I'm gonna call my, I'm gonna call my own song. Maybe even if you don't call your own song. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you. I was just gonna like throw some knowledge about like Mojo Rising and stuff because that comes back a bunch of different yeah, times. Yeah, it does. You're right. the la- yeah, the last time they play the Tweezer and then even in the Tweezer reprise. They keep bringing that back, which then, of course, I had to do. I actually did research, which is like never happens on this show. 
Because <laughs> I never really figured out. I, I read No One Gets Out of Here Alive, you know, the story about Jim Morrison. Like, I, I loved that book when I was younger, in my 20s, a long time ago. But I forgot, I guess, that Mojo Rising is an anagram for Jim Morrison. And it has all these, like, you know, blues and, and sexual overtones, which, like, then you can hear Fish doing the rest of the set, like in the tweezer again, and then it's it's almost like they understood how that <laughs> led into the LA Woman, which is like kind of Morrison's goodbye to LA, you know, before he went to Paris and then, you know, eventually passed away. It's just amazing what Fish does with it to keep it going. Like it's still like ramping up this sexual tension, you know. It, it's it's like yeah. It's, it is so L.A. And that, like, yeah, them having fun with it and then their intention behind it is just, like, for me, that's what I'm blown away by. So I'll forget, like, oh, yeah, shit, they did end with the antelope in the first set. But I'll be like, did you hear that mojo yeah. rising? Like, that's all I'll remember. I'm kind of right, like a exactly. stupido, you know? <laughs> <laughs> stupid, man. I am stupid. I'm like, oh, it's a, uh, I have my bird jersey on. <laughs> Sexual tension. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexual tension. Sexual tension, man. That's it. Jim Morrison, man. That's him, dude. It's it. crazy. I love it. Well, and then they meld that into, from L.A. Woman, into Say It To Me Santos, which is maybe the opposite of sexual tension. <laughs> <laughs> and that, this actually this actually turns out to be the longest version to date of Santos. This is a Casbot Vox oh. tune from was that I guess it was the 2018 Halloween costume. Jake, you there's a story that you have to tell us about this particular tune from a recent Thanksgiving game. Can you talk a little bit about that and and how this song kind of was kicking around in your head. Yeah. So there's a there's a Thanksgiving game in uh, Detroit. It's the Bears at Detroit this year, and the Bears have a field goal kicker named Kyrie Santos. So I think someone actually maybe tweeted it too, like, "Hey, it'd be cool to hear say it to me Santos on a Bears game." Someone put it in my put it in my on my radar. But then, like, as the Thanksgiving game, I was like, oh, "This would be pretty cool." So I get the I get the song. It's all ready to go, and then we go back. You go back to the same. You wait for the right time to play it. So you don't want to just play it to play it, but so. It, Situation: Santos has come out to kick a 50-yard field goal, and just oh, this is great! I'm like, go to my audio guy, say, hey, have the you know, have cut 44 ready. If he makes it, this is going to be will be perfect. And lo and behold, the Bears being the Bears that they are, he comes up about three yards short of the field goal. And it's just like oh, it's like ah, oh, just a buzzkill. And do you ever have anybody in your ear like, or that you hear say like? What the fuck was he gonna play for that? Like <laughs> that one, I was gonna be very interested to see if I got like the the look behind me from the producers. Like, what the hell is that? So it's just like it's, it's like that's not a song that kind of just blends in the background. That's a song that like hits you right away. But like this, you know, seeing like the rollout of Santos pictures to say it to me, Santos. Rhythm to the chorus would, I think, would have been. Perfect. Oh, it would have been awesome. I'm sorry that he missed that field goal. <laughs> Damn kick. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. Exactly. That was, yeah, that, that would have been fun. But yeah, that's, I've always, I've always had like a soft spot for that song, too. It's always a happy song. I mean, there's a lot of those. And one of the things that, that Skinny and I have talked about, we talked about this on our last episode, Jake, was, is that with some of these projects that Fish does, like Casbah Boxed or Sci Fi Soldier, if you listen to the more 
most recent Halloween cost musical costume. Sometimes not all of those things are received very well, and there tends to be a little bit of negativity maybe around some of the creativity that the band brings. Like I've heard some interesting things about how Sci-Fi Soldier set has been classified, and they just finished up their Mexico run, and they busted out a couple of tunes that sounded great. They played the howling, they jammed it out for a little bit, they played Clear Your Mind. They sound great, and they fit well with the Fish Repertoire. Same with Casbot Boxed and Turtle in the Cloud, Say It To Me, Santos. What is your impression when Fish does something like that and creates a, an album from scratch, essentially, as a joke or as a tongue-in-cheek? Like, I feel like the Sci-Fi Soldier thing, like, they were just totally making fun of us, and that's what made it great. Aside from some of the musical parts of it, like, they like to troll their fan base, you know? Or, they like to troll the nerds like me. What is your impression of when they when they get creative like that? Yeah, I don't think I don't see it as I mean as them trolling. Maybe they do, but in like a soft way. But uh, yeah, I don't think it, they do it like negatively. I think they're really just making fun. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, yeah. They could be, and, and like they kind of make fun of themselves too. I think in a way doing 100%. that, they like you know we're one of you but i think it's just as they are they're four really creative guys and they just need outlets to do stuff i mean i think it keeps that it keeps these shows fresh like i don't think you get a you know a tour the fall tour like you have they don't get to do something like that it keeps it fresh for them it keeps their mind active it keeps them just having fun sort of probably their secret to almost 40 years you know it's just an outlet and they they do it so well and they don't really if we go back to it they don't really care what people like it you don't like it you know i've heard them say it before like as long as it's still fun for us we're going to keep doing it you know when they took a break for a while and it wasn't fun they had all sorts of internal issues but it was just like you know i, I guarantee this wasn't it wasn't fun for them and now i don't it's hard not to smile when you watch them play now if you're not there if you watch on uh fishnet it's just they're always smiling they're just at a part in their life they're in the sweet spot, I think. They're at, a, they're at a time where they can kind of do whatever they want, and they're only going to do it if it's happy, if they make them happy. I think that as musicians, man, that's, that's where I dare, I think, you know, they, they appreciate it. I think doing those projects like that, just an outlet that keeps them, keeps them going. Yeah, that's awesome, because I, I feel like they're getting, like, they are getting quirky and weirder which makes me laugh and they're having fun with it. I mean, I don't know if you saw their shades from like Sunday in Mexico, but they had like yeah. the Brooks Robinson flip up shades. Like they were trying to like Lips. catch yeah. a fly ball in July. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Okay, boys. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, I, I totally agree with that. And I, I, it's just, it's astounding that Sometimes we always talk about this. I guess that's you know that's part and parcel why we ask the question is because I'm really interested in that negativity. I don't understand. Sometimes I I can be negative about a certain song, but it's just because it doesn't hit me right. Sure. But as far as what they're doing overall and holistically, I never have an issue with it. You know, I think that's what they want. I look at you know some of the features that everybody has loved of the quote unquote 4.0 era, and that's you know some of Trey's 
pedals that he's doing, the Bullfrog, you know, Jedi pedal, some of those new tones that he's bringing in. Page has been doing some new things. He's got some new synthesizer sounds that are coming out. Fishman's got the sample pad. Yep. I mean, all of that stuff was really added because of the sci-fi soldier set. So, you know, even... It, yeah, the lights, too. The light the show. Lights. The light show. The lights. Are, I mean, uh, that thing, I forgot about that. That, to me, was... Uh, eye-opener i didn't see it too much in the form at santa barbara i was straight on like wow this is like they're really in, intense on the lights and i think they're like that i actually did see i saw the sunday show in, in jersey on the on the shore with my cousins and that's when i like realized the lights too like oh my gosh like they really i felt a little bit because I, I love this band radiohead like radiohead kind of plays with those lights the, the strobes and stuff and just having fun one aspect I haven't really brought up, I was like, oh, that's right, the lights, because I kind of find myself just, just watching that, like, wow, this is not the, in a good way, this is not the fish I kind of remember with these lights like that. At least in my mind, it wasn't like that, so. Yeah, I mean, if you took a break for a few years, there were there were some notable changes, too, and, and things that Kuroda did differently in that time, and what we saw... I think this past summer and into the fall was kind of like a amalgamation of all of those different things oh, nice. that you know like the, the, the led <laughs> light boards you remember those skinny and what was that 2014 15 yeah the man like yeah it, yeah. yeah they had like the the shifting light boards and then he was doing like the rig itself it looks like it's about to fall on top of the band at some points when it's like moving up and down and <laughs> exactly. well that thing lives and breathes you know it's right. almost like kind of a wave it's interesting it yeah. kind of like can do all these things besides you know just go up and down close to the band and, and provide like weird intimate club-like lighting I mean I remember in Vegas in 2016 I was like I feel like I'm in a club but I felt like I was I, I'm not but I felt like I'm in a club because of the way that the rig was coming down and the way that the lights were being used it just gives you all these different feels especially when you're close you're just like, uh, yeah, I'm amazed every time, Jake. I, yeah, there's not much I can say about that. Yeah, it's a very cool part of the show. Yeah, they're incorporating, like, telephone tones. So the Santos, you hear a little bit of that. And then, I don't know about you, that What's the Use kind of came out of the blue there. It, yeah. They seem to sneak that in. Probably the only, like maybe awkwardly placed song in this set for me. Of course, I love a What's the Use. I, I'm never going to complain when that makes an appearance. But then they take that and they go right back into Tweezer. And... Sexual tension. Mojo Rising. <laughs> right. And, and Skinny, was <laughs> that another again. One Bites the Dust tease? Did you did you determine I, that? I, or... looked, I, I just think it was more the LA woman tease. Like, And so we could argue this forever. Somebody would probably prove me wrong because... They're like, oh, no, it's like a B chord to a C progression. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. We're not but musicians. Like, no, we're not musicians. But I, I do know, like, I forgot to mention this. And when they first dropped the tweezer, Fishman does hit the sample pad right before the L.A. Woman starts. And it's the yeah, which sounds like the guys in the jail cell from Trading Places, <laughs> which I'm not sure if it is. You know what I mean? He's like, you was the one that came yeah, in crying last night. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He drops that before they go into the L.A. woman. And then I thought he was going to drop it again. And this, like, when they re-come back with the, that's not even a word, with the tweezer. 
But then they drop into that mojo rising again. And the crowd, I felt like the crowd was whipped up a lot like that, Jake. Can you speak to that? Because I felt like the crowd was whipped up. And once they figured out it was LA Woman, they were singing it all together. Yeah. And bringing back that mojo rising, I mean, the. Not the sexual tension, but just no. <laughs> no, the, the, yeah. The cr- it was definitely picked up on. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, crowd, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the crowd must have been <laughs> like, you know, even for sometimes like at a venue, the crowd's like, eh, you know, eh. yeah. But I, I, I didn't hear that at all. Even on the re-listen, no, yeah. it sounded great. This felt loud. This, this crowd felt into it. It felt like they were with whatever they were doing, and they, they picked up on it. And it was perfect, because it's just like, see my cousin, like he's trying to process what's going on. Because <laughs> he's like, are they are they gonna go back to that song? Or what's, you know, and he's just like, the, you know, he feels it just by the crowd. Because the crowd goes, the crowd gets a little louder when they hear it. You definitely pick up on that. That was um, just like, you're just along for the ride, really. Yeah, because they rip into a Birds. Yeah. And then just like the rest of the set is, again, these heavy hitters, Josh. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's crazy. as I was saying before, they can pack a lot into here a 10-minute version. Again, they veer into a little bit of a dissonant type 2 jam. We've talked a lot about Fishman. Fishman was shining brightly on this Birds of a Feather. But again, they're going into each of these songs, they're playing the song, and then they're giving each song like a little bit of like a type two treatment. And the Birds is like that. The Chalk Dust that follows, I feel like has that a little bit as well. The Boogie on Reggae Woman, Trey starts to kind of do like this little echo pedal and that starts to have a little bit of that feel. So it really was, they were kind of ripping into each of these songs, stacking the deck, as Christian likes to say, and they're playing a lot of music, but it was still a very jammy show. You know, you're not, you only yeah. have that one 24 minute monster, but even the seven, eight minute songs have a, I don't want to call it a micro jam, but they have a, a lot into a, them. A, deeper component of it where you're like oh I want more of that that simple in the first set the MoMA those are prime examples I think the birds is an example there and then the Carini too that follows the boogie on <laughs> yeah I mean that's a seven minute Carini that you're like yeah by the end of that you're like holy shit I just listened to a 20 minute Carini right it's like they're suffocating you as a fan <laughs> they're like you know what I mean so what's the use? Back to Tweezer, birds of a feather. They're like pushing the pillow down on you. Because like, I was surprised <laughs> after the Carini that they fucking played a Mr. Completely, which is yeah. not like that hadn't been, and I don't know stats on this. I saw it at the Garden. They played like a great one. I don't know what Nears run in the past couple of years. And I didn't hear that a lot. You know, that wasn't something that was like on a regular rotation, like seeing a lot of shows that I saw. And then we break into that after the Carini, and it's, it's really sags and jams, sags and jams, sag, jam, sag, jam. So I really do believe they're like suffocating the fans. I mean, not that that was their intention. And Mr. Completely here is Fish has only played this 11 times. This is a, this is a solidly tab tune. There's a great version from 2003 of Mr. Completely. We've seen a couple. They played a good one, I think, in Philly a few years ago. Skinny. Yeah. Uh, well, I was in Camden on June 30th, 2019. But we have seen a bunch of great tray band versions of Mr. Completely. I'm one of those that I never really. I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if this necessarily translates to fish every single time. But 
they do give it the treatment. And here, I mean, you're talking about a five-minute version. But again, it, there is, in that five minutes, they still pack in a little bit of a type two, which, you know, you're not used to looking at a five-minute song and being like, oh, they go type two there. It doesn't happen. Yeah. But they do that throughout this show. And I think that that really makes this show a lot more unique than what you would expect. You know, if you looked at this set on paper right. and looked at the set timing, you'd be like, eh, there's nothing really magical here. But when you hear it, this is one of those cases of you can't judge a book by its cover, right? I think that that's fair to say here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the second set, I'm going to start using suffocation now instead of stacking the deck. <laughs> because I stole stacking the deck from Yeah, you stole stacked the deck from me, so now I'm using something different. But I, I feel like... You always have sexual tension, though. You'll have that one. At, yeah. <laughs> uh, kids, you don't know what it's like. All right, so yeah, look. exactly. <laughs> let's, let's wrap up this set. So after the Mr. Completely, they finish the set. They go into Tweezer Reprise. Jake, for my money, this is the best three minutes in rock and roll. I have heard Tweezer Reprise yeah. on a few of your sets that you have programmed. Yeah. Really, no wonder there because Tweezer Reprise is amazing and fits a lot of sports circumstances, I'm sure. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you, you wrap up the show with that and then they encore with a grind and then bathtub gin. So, my first question, I, I have to, I'm only asking you this because I know it will annoy Skinny. <laughs> It, what, how do you feel about acapella fish? Whether it's grind or whether it's skinny, what are the other what are the other acapellas that you hate? Well, I mean, list one. <laughs> I, anytime they do it, I mean, <laughs> I don't care what the song is. We've talked to other people like the they did um, Freebird, right? They did that acapella. Like uh, yeah. it just yeah. When we had Brian on, yeah, they did Freebird. You right? know, I just um, <laughs> when I was a young kid i was in a choir for a long time and i just it, it's just it doesn't hit my fancy uh, we've talked about this too like i know that fish specifically had a neighbor or somebody that was in barbershop quartet I, you know i'm reading the fish biography right now and i'm almost finished and and that part really intrigued me that they had somebody teach them that and i wish they would unlearn it <laughs> <laughs> I don't think yeah. I'm not as I'm not as down on it as Skinny is, but uh, I, I liked it because to me it, it was a full circle of just a show that someone seen it for the first time. They got like kind of everything in one. I mean, I kind of started like he came with with Fee and he had the bullhorn. I'm like, wow, I, you know that's see that's cool. Like you don't see that all the time. Like that to me, like I'm telling him that. And then when they're coming out walking out, I was like, oh, I think they're gonna they're gonna do barbershop quartet. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, but he's like, that's, but yeah, it's cool. It's like, I could could see how it, it kind of divides people. But to me, yeah, yeah. you never want to assume anything. But I was just hoping that was not going to be it. Like, they're going to go jam one more. Like, if that was it, I would be like, ah, what is, yeah. <laughs> there would be one, one more. more. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> There'll be one more. But I'm not, I, I don't mind it at all. Because, like I said, they, they have fun doing it. I can live with it. See, you're, you're like me there, Jake. If the band is having fun, as long as it's not Character Zero or Horn and the band is having fun, I'm having fun. Wow, you don't like Character Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Character Zero. And you know what? And I know you have played it a few times. I have heard That's it. That's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> it is? Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Jake. So, dude, so please play that next season. Oh, it's one of my favorite. I've 
I play it. Uh, That's my request. Is like play it at every. Oh shit! Every time it bumps up, play it. <laughs> I will. Look, you know what? The Washington Commanders probably won't be on many Fox games of the week next season. But if you do, you can guarantee there's going to be a character zero in the Washington Commanders game. <laughs> if you get a program for the Commanders and you play character zero, I'll know it's just for me. That's awesome. <laughs> you know what? Skinny asked me when we talked about the numbers show, when I realized that they were going to do all numbers, I had written down in my set book like a couple of songs that I was like, oh, they're going to play these. And he was like, how did you feel when you knew they were going to play Character Zero? And I was like, you know what? I, you know what? I think I can live with this one just because of the circumstance of the numbers. They're coming up. It's coming up. I'm curious why you don't like that song. That to me is a... Listen to episode, what was it? Episode two of our first season, What's Wrong with Character Zero? Okay. And you go into it? I, I describe I like it. Good plug. That's a good plug. All right. It is a good plug. You'll like it. I will but... listen to that. Wow. We're going to have another episode called What's Wrong with JW? <laughs> Can I come back on? And I'm going to do one. I want to do another episode. What's right with characters? <laughs> oh my God! We'll definitely have you on for that. We'll have you back on, Jake. But you've got to stub us down on a show that has a character zero on it. And then, you know, just be like, I just want to talk well, about this uh, character zero. The, the 2018 uh, forum show did it. Absolutely. Yes, did. It, it did. Yeah, it had a character. Yes, it was. Was there a horn in that set too? Because. No. They might have played it the first night. They might have. Because I think <laughs> I, I'll have to look. Because I'm pretty sure I texted him like, wow, L.A. is great, but they're playing like horn. <laughs> that's, that's better. Sometimes I've gotten both in one night, uh, and oh, my God. That, to me, is the best part. That's the fun part. Yeah, it is. When you don't like a song, and it comes up like a grind. I'd love to go to a show, and a grind comes on to be next to Skinny. And to see just his reaction just would be would be great. Well, you would be like, where did he go? Oh. <laughs> Jake Skinny's notorious for not hanging out during uh, the encore unless oh, they come out go. with something fire that. right wow. off the bat. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm a big I'm a big timing to get to the bar before everybody's there. There you go. <laughs> That's veteran veteran move. Not to get too far afield here, but they they encore with grind, but then they do uh, an over fourteen minute bathtub gin. I think that this is the first time they've ever encored with bathtub gin. I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you that. Like, have they ever done that before? Like, I, I couldn't find another show that bathtub gin had encored. Of course, I could be wrong and very well might be, but I couldn't find anything that said that there was another bathtub gin encore. This was one of the longer jams of the night and. And they're winding the night down with it and I think it speaks to the quality of the show and this was no slouch as far as a bathtub gin I mean they got deep in there again yeah. that kind of packed truncated jam I mean not necessarily truncated because we're still talking 14 minutes here but you're not expecting an in-depth 14 minute anything as an encore so I mean that definitely had to send you home pretty happy it was a great way to end it. Great way. It's one I hadn't heard in a long time. I don't know if I've ever heard. Not that I remember. Definitely not as an encore. So, like as you said, but that was a, a very memorable way to end it because I always remember. Oh, I remember they closed forum bathtub chin. Just an old school favorite for me. Yeah, and the crowd is really into that too. Which that doesn't line up with my experience at LA. When I was at the forum, the first night, like the 
floor was halfway full. You know, there wasn't that raucous type of into it, which I heard this entire second set and in the first two, but really the second, the crowd is just whipped. Yeah. And, you know, to hear that as an encore and hear how the crowd reacts to that in L.A., I just was like, wow, this is really, really interesting what they did here because, you know, your cousin's first show, like if this was my first show, I would just be like, da, 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 da. I saw this and I saw yeah. this and I saw this and I saw this and I saw that for his own personal fish ego. Yeah. I mean, he's doing pretty good. He saw a good one. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah, saw a good he, one. Yeah. Yeah. You guys connected. He tells our buddies like what he saw. So our fish friends, he always mentions it. So it's pretty good. He'll have a little <laughs> bit of cred going to his second show telling everybody what his first show yeah. was. Yeah. He'll definitely, uh, he'll say LA, here in LA woman just like they're the best. And it's like, well, you can always say it hasn't been played since 2003. So. And you can be like, I, just talk to this guy skinny who has a fucking yeah. podcast and he hasn't yeah. even heard exactly. that shit so exactly sexual tension sexual tension a lot of sexual tension yeah, he's got a lot of sexual that might tension. be the name of this episode there you go all right oh, oh my God. you Please. guys shit. don't all right let me quickly review the second set fish at the la forum in los angeles california on October 24th, 2021. They opened the second set with Cars, Trucks, and Buses. Tweezer into LA Woman, into Say It To Me Santos, into What's the Use, into Tweezer, into Birds of a Feather, into Chalk Dust Torture, into Boogie on Reggae Woman, into Karini, into Mr. Completely, into Tweezer Reprise to close the show, and then a double encore, an acapella special just for the Skin Man, Grind, followed by an extensive 14-plus minute bathtub gin. A hell of a show. It was a lot of fun to listen to this one over and over again to prepare for today, Jake. Man, I am just so grateful that we had the opportunity to talk to you about your experience here and hear a little bit about the man we've got on the inside. It's really cool to uh, get to know you a little bit and hearing your experiences, hearing about how you have brought your love of music into the forefront of some of the sporting events that we love to watch and spend an inordinate amount of time watching (laughs) you know we're just so grateful for you joining us today man it's great to have you on and uh great to make a new friend well this is awesome because i've never really broken down a set like that that was was really cool i was like i I mean i had to listen to it again listen to it again it was like oh yeah and you kind of it just fun to never really had that kind of conversation with my friends and stuff we kind of we're kind of on the surface of it but we never really dive into it i think that's kind of cool that there's outlets like this that you can kind of really dive into each song and what what did you hear and how like we live the good show so it, it's kind of cool i love that hey man and it's so natural for us to talk to somebody like you because knowing that you never talked about that like we don't take ourselves too seriously either and <laughs> we just had such a fun time talking to you and i know that we'll be thinking about you next season i'll probably tweet <laughs> to you to say play character zero when I find out oh, yeah. that the Washington <laughs> stupid commanders are playing some shit ass team. Right. And then like the right. AFC North. But if you ever are in Baltimore, man, please don't hesitate to reach out, man. We'd love to. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to see you and, and just talk to you. And even at a show, I don't know what shows you're going to be able to make and how it's going to line up. But if it's ever we're on the West Coast or, or you're over here on the East Coast, man, let's make it happen. 
Absolutely. I will. I come to Baltimore a lot, so I will definitely uh, look you guys up when I get in there for the Ravens, and I'll maybe try to sneak a grind in. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> like when we're grinding it out, and it's 3 nothing Cincinnati. There you go. I'm giving you. There you go. You got it. <laughs> you got it. Dude, you go. Are you guys hiring? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The suggestion box is always open. It's always open. So. Oh, that's amazing. That's great. Jake, thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. We we're really we're appreciative of all our guests and, and we're definitely appreciative of you for no telling problem. your story and, Thanks, and, guys. and we loved every minute of it man awesome sounds good skinny the next shows on tap are fish in new york city for the april new year's eve run at the garden um if you are not checking out items on the lot go check out the lot by primal soup they got a lot of great stuff make sure you gear up check out the lot for all of the latest merch that you can find and um we do want to wish our good friend craig a quick and healthy recovery we love you craig Hang in there, all your friends on the lot and here on Stub Me Down from all of us on Stub Me Down. We're hoping for a quick recovery for you. Get better quick, brother. Yeah, Craig, man, we're thinking about you, dude. Recover quickly and get back on the horse. But yeah, like Josh said, I'll second that emotion. That wraps us up for our first episode of season three. Skinny, we got a great season on tap. We've got some other awesome guests that we are going to be having come on. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a lot of great music to talk about. We've got Fish Tour coming up, a 34-show summer tour. We're going to be out there. Hopefully, we'll catch you guys If you want to check us out on the socials, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We are at stub underscore me underscore down on both IG and Twitter. So reach out to us if you want to give us any feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And I want to thank Jake for joining us today. It was awesome to be with you, Jake from Fox Sports. He's our man on the inside. He is the embodiment of We Are Everywhere. Make sure you tune in to Fox Sports for the NFL college football and the occasional NASCAR broadcast to see if Jake is busting out any of the music that you spend all of your time listening to. From all of us here at Stubby Down, thanks so much for listening to us. Skinny, great job as always. I love you. Jake, thank you so much. And we will see you the next time you need to get out of your shitty seats and down to the path. Thanks, J-Dub. Thanks, Jake. Thank you. That's cool. I like that. Get out of your shitty seats. (laughs) (laughs) 